0: Winehead Baptist Church Sermon Podcast for Sunday the 12th of March 2023. Hello and welcome, thank you once again for joining me, my name's James and I'm the web guy here at NBC. This week it was a very special service, It was the induction for Tommy Pratt, our new minister in training. We were also continuing our series looking at a rhythm of life and Paul looked at reflecting. The reading is Romans chapter 12 verses 1 to 8, so we'll go and join Paul as he's introducing the service.
1: Good morning. I know we're a few minutes late. It, there's a, it's a bit of a distance from Torquay to Minehead. But it's an absolute privilege to just say you're welcome, take your time, take your coat off. You're among friends. And I know that it's not just Tommy's family that have come to support him all the way from Upton Vale. And so welcome to those of you that have come just to support this young man as he starts this journey of ministry. It's lovely to be with you and lovely to share this special day with you. And if you don't know who Tommy is, hi Tommy. He's the one, he's going to join the, the worship group for the first part of the service and, and play guitar as well. So if you miss, you'll be able to sort of know who he is by the time he comes to his induction. And that reminds me, we're going to do the induction as a church family. So our young people and our children importantly will be here for that time and so therefore the time you might have together this morning might be a little bit changed and different but that's okay it's a special day today's also the day when we have two other services we're going to have a lunch after the service and if you have um, not come with anything after tea and coffee we'll have our lunch oh that reminds me tea and coffee if you're a member of of the church family here we're going to need some folk to help us with both Distributing the tea and coffee and clearing up afterwards it's going to be a very very busy day so if you're able to do that that would be superb but then we're going to have a bring and share lunch so if you've come with nothing don't worry there's enough food out there to feed a couple of armies so come and just join with us everybody's welcome to stay and everybody's welcome to lunch and if you're a visitor and this is your first time here please Come and join us with us for lunch. We'd love to know more about you. Some have asked about, instead of bringing food, could they give a donation? And the answer is yes, you can. There's a basket on the table outside in the lobby area. Just leave your donation there, please. There are a couple of other notices, but before we get to them, Lorraine's got a notice about Easter, which isn't that far away.
2: Good morning, my church family. Good to see you all this morning. Um, This is an invitation, okay? I I think it's for ladies. If Gentlemen, if you wanted to come along, you can, but it's an invitation. On Thursday the 30th of March, in the evening, 7 to 9.30, at the church, we will be getting together to do some crafting, okay? Some Easter wreaths. So we're going to be making some like this, okay? Uh, and the emphasis is on a fun evening with plenty of tea, coffee, and cake, okay? A demonstration will be given, so you don't have to be an expert crafter. But if you are an expert crafter, and you want to come along and give your expertise, or you want to come a bit earlier, you can end up making something like that, okay? Okay? One done by me. All right. Okay. So there will be a demonstration. Now, Marjorie um, is going to be doing this with, with me. Um, she's going to do most of the work, actually. Okay. She's at the back. Give us a wave. That's it. She said, if you get me up there, I'm walking out, the rain." Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Now, basic materials, they'll be supplied... But please bring along anything you want to personalise your wreath with. You can use them inside, outside, whatever you want to do. Okay? We would ask for a donation of about £4 to cover the cost of the basic materials. And we'll make sure that the basic materials are there for you. But we will need to know by next week if you're going to be coming so we can order the supplies. Okay? So a fun evening, bit of glue, lots of cake.
1: If that's you, please come along. I will love the evening of just watching football. <laughs> but never mind, that's another story altogether. Uh, there are another couple of notices, um, and they are really uh, relatively simple. They are as follows. Um, we're going to be forming, and uh, we are forming, a new life group led by Chris and Brian James. Chris and Brian, wherever you are, no Brian's at the back. Hi there. Wherever Chris is, can I see Chris? Oh, she's over there too. Hello there. Hi, Chris. She's out the front. Um, That will be meeting on Monday evenings, uh, for the first time on Monday the 20th. Um, So if you would like to know more about life groups, or you would like to be a part of that life group, can you speak to Chris or Brian or myself? Um, I understand that that a certain young minister in training, uh, this is going to be his life group, and therefore he'll be there every now and then too. So the reality is that, that we're just forming this new life group. Please come and speak to us afterwards. Then to say that this Saturday, yesterday, was Richard's last game for the Minehead Barbarians playing rugby. Um, and just to let you know, sometimes it's lovely to see how how things turn out. And as a mark of respect for the Rev, the, the Minehead Barbarians did something. And I'm going to ask Brian to put the picture on the screen if he's got it. Um, they decided that that Richard looked a bit like Jesus or Moses or Noah, so... <laughs> Because Noah was the easiest one to do, this is the minehead barbarians dressed up as the animals from Noah's Ark. <laughs> led by Noah or Jesus or Moses or you take your pick. But it does show the effect which it's had at that club in terms of mission. And the reason we're telling you about that is because they and we are going to join in doing something together. And that is to say that Richard's off to Israel for a mission trip with the college um, a wonderful opportunity for him. He's got to raise some money to do it, so he's baking cakes, and he and our young people are going to have a bake sale after the morning service next week, so please come armed with loads of money. If you too would like to support him by dressing up as an animal, please feel free. And lastly but not least, just to say to you, you'll see on the notice there's one slight amendment. It talks about spring harvest tickets, um, and it says there's a waiting list, In discussions with Spring Harvest, what I found out is the waiting list is so long already, you're unlikely to be able to get a ticket going on the waiting list. And it's all to do with the fact that there are more people wanting to come to Spring Harvest this year than there have been for a long time. It's about capacity issues, particularly at some of the main event uh, um, uh, uh, meeting places. Therefore, this is hot off the news press, okay? Therefore, we have negotiated with Spring Harvest that we will live stream Spring Harvest here. Every evening, the celebrations will be live streamed here. Okay? Bless them for agreeing it. But actually, now we can gather as church family and celebrate together. So that's just to let you know. Um, we'll see if we can get more of it and some of the youth activities and stuff. And we are talking to them about some tickets for our youth. So we'll try and see what that happens. what happens to that too. Those are a load of notices, and I'm sorry they took a time. Tommy, I want to say this to you. This verse is used so often, it's almost over, overused and worn out. But today, my friend, from all of us to all of you, we echo the words of Jeremiah as he echoes the words of God, as he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's. Plans for you to prosper and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Steve's going to lead us in some worship.
0: I'm so glad this morning that Tom, Tom has joined our group. Um, Sue's on holiday, and I've got to, had a hacking cough all week that relates to the treatment I had early on in the year. So I can't sing very loud, and I get out of breath this week. I'm sorry about that. Um, if I go blue in the face, just call an ambulance. Um, <laughs> could you please stand with me? Let's just be quiet and still for a moment. Let's just be stand. Let's just stand quietly before the Lord. I think so often when we come to worship, we come rushed with all sorts of things on our mind and uh, things we need to do or plans for the rest of the day. But, you know, we've come to worship a holy and almighty God who deserves our 100% attention. We come to worship him who is our creator, our redeemer, our lord and our master, our king. So can I invite you, please, just perhaps put your hands in front of you. Just open your hands out and say, come, Lord Jesus, in your hearts as we enter now into his presence to worship.
1: Please be seated. Well, not quite all of you. Tommy, you need to come up here with me. As does Richard, actually. Um, Come and join your brother ministers, my friend. Friends, we've gathered this morning to induct Tommy as the minister in training, a minister in training with a specific responsibility for our youth and children here at Minehead Baptist Church. We've come to induct him as part of this community, part of this family. It's not as if, my friend, you lose a mum and dad, rather, you gain a hundred cousins,
3: <laughs>
1: or aunts, or uncles, or grands, or grannies, or whatever. We've come to affirm that this church believes that you, together with us, have explored the possibilities of life together here in Minehead. And that we've been brought to this mutual commitment, this moment, by the movement and the calling and the power of God's Spirit. So today, we've gathered together to witness that covenant within the church and with this minister. The covenant that we make together to learn from each other, To walk with each other, to partner with each other, to disciple each other, to be committed together as people of Christ. But it's true to say we don't come to this point in a moment of isolation, but through a journey which seeks God in prayer. And sometimes it's really brilliant that we're able to share the journey with you. And maybe even some new bits of the journey that you didn't know before, dear church. So Debbie's going to come and tell you a little bit about the journey that brought Tommy here.
4: A little crib sheet. Well, won't take too bad, don't worry. <laughs> so it was just under a year... I can't see you when I put my glasses on. <laughs> Need that lower? It was um, just under a year ago that Mark, who had been a wonderful youth leader, was called Bailey Abbey to go and work for them. When he told the leadership, there was a real sense of peace, that that's okay, God's got this in hand. Which is interesting in the first place, when you consider how many, when you look about and realise how many young people there are, and there's always the workers are few. But there was a real sense of peace, we think, Mark, and correct us if we're wrong, we think that was around April, May time. Yeah. Paul, in, in the course of things, then spoke to Nigel, um, who responded that there was a suggestion of a young man who Paul might need to talk to. So around about June, contact was made, and by August, Paul and Lorraine had the opportunity to pop down to Torquay, and meet, said young man, not giving any names away, <laughs> and just spent some time with him. At that point, the leadership team sort of knew there was someone there, didn't really know any information. But we're praying, as you all were, praying into this situation. One of the things that was quite clear from the onset, as lovely as Mark was, that we didn't want to mark Mark too. That this was something different. You can't, you can't have a mug, mark, mark too. He's he's unique. unique. Yeah. God broke the mold. <laughs> and that this was a new season. And I think that's where that piece came from, that sense of new season. God's doing something new. So we're, we're sort of coming up to late summer. And Paul's been down to um, Torquay to visit. And some of you who are more astute may have noticed a certain family visited when we had a baptism on the beach. They just popped down, just casually dropped in, and had a little look. Some of us knew that they were going to be there, but at that point, it was still very much unofficial. So then in September, Tommy started college. And we then started the process of interview. Now, from my point of view, the deal was done the moment the interview started, as far as I was concerned. As always, in our way, at the beginning of the meeting, we had a short devotional time, and Paul shared a a short reading. But straight away, Tommy reached in his bag, and out came this very well-used Bible, this wasn't for an interview. This wasn't a man who's like, I'd be good because it's my interview. This was a man who knew his and loved his scripture, and I thought you are someone very special. <laughs> Lots of other questions asked, which he was very competent and very able, or very godly answers to, which assured us as a group that we should take the next step. Where are we? October, you popped in for a visit, and by November it was decided to ask him to come and preach with a view, and on that occasion you were able to meet some of our wonderful young people. Didn't put him off. <laughs> that was on the 15th of November. It was followed by a church meeting, and, and people had the opportunity to meet and talk to you on that day, and have a discernment as to whether um, Tommy was the right person. So on the 17th, we met, I think it was the 17th, for the church meeting. And it was unanimously decided that Tommy should be called. Now, here's the bit that's so exciting. This is why I've got notes. On that evening, at approximately 8.50, the church unanimously called Tommy to hear. At 8.50... Paul received an email from Tommy saying Tommy believed that this was the right place and God was calling him here. (laughs) A little bit of a God timing. So if I go back to the beginning and remember that sense of peace that we had as a leadership about what was going to happen, that peace has come all the way through and God's been with us. And young people and children of our church know that God has called Tommy in his ministry to serve you. We've been praying for our young people, as has Mark, have all the people involved. We've been praying for you. The church has been praying for you. Our Sunday school teachers, we've been praying for you. And God said, it's okay. I've got someone in mind. I've got no idea. <laughs> what that something's going to look like, other than in the form of Tommy. Um, What what he's going to do, where he's going to take us. What I do know, because God has put his stamp of approval on this. He's been unanimously called by the church, confirmed with that little email at the time that we called him. God's got a purpose. That means God loves our young people so much that he's designed, and he had someone set aside at the right time and the right place, to come and serve this church, so be encouraged, young people and children <laughs> you 've got a god-given minister, and as far as leadership are concerned, we are so grateful because we didn't want to do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hello Hi everyone <laughs> it's good to see everyone. Thank you for having me here. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll I'll tell my side of the story and what the process of thinking about it, discerning all of that stuff. I, yeah, I'll just tell you my side. So I um so I was, before deciding minehead head was the place of me, I was thinking, okay, I'm called to ministry in the Baptist Church. Um I was raised through my teenage years in Upton Vale Baptist Church, and that for me was a place where I could call home, where I could, where I had family, where I was encouraged to grow in my in my love for Jesus and my love for others. Um, and so I was in Northern Ireland, and I was working in another job, and I felt like God was saying, "Okay, Tommy, I'm I'm calling you to 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 think about Baptist ministry." And so you know, I, I, I was praying about it, and I felt. I And then I approached my associate pastor at Upton Vale and he said, um, yeah, we'll have a meeting and we'll pray and discern about it. Baptist churches, they like to do a lot of prayer, which is great. Um, <laughs> lots of prayer. And so, um, yeah, so they commended, they prayed and felt Tommy is called to ministry. And so I went to, uh, Bristol Baptist college and they likewise said, yes, Tommy's called to ministry in the Baptist church. Um, yeah, and then I was recommended to send a Gmail to some church in North Somerset or something like that, and um, on the other part of the world for me, uh, down in Torquay. and so uh, yeah, I, we got talking. I got chatting with Paul, and for me, the thing that was it really struck me is I was ch- when chatting with the regional minister who helped coordinate a lot of this. He said, "Tommy, when you're having conversations with different churches." is there a sense of God in the conversation? Is there a sense of excitement? Is there a sense of hope, of assurance that this is where where God is calling you? And so I chatted with some churches and it was like, great, maybe we'll chat again. <laughs> we didn't. And um, <laughs> and then with Paul, um, chatting to Paul and hearing about Mindhead, there was that sense of excitement. There was that sense of, okay, there's something of God in this. Um, and so... I don't want to make it sound too simplistic although I think we make it too complicated sometimes Um, but I was really just in a process of God I give you permission well not that I you need my permission but I give you permission to with to just take me where you want on this journey with my head if if I'm called there then make it happen if I'm not called there stop it from happening make something happen that means I'm like no (laughs) and well I'm here. So um, <laughs> so the whole process of discernment has just been a continuous yes, 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 yes. You are called here, Tommy. And, and I've, I've really grown to feel the the comfort and the assurance that God has called me here.
1: In, in many ways, you can't give a better answer, Tommy, than just to say that there's that sense of God in the mix. Yeah. Bang on. It's like if you wrote that in an essay and someone marked you down they need looking at don't they so the truth of the matter is god has called tommy here now god has called tommy here but he doesn't call him here in isolation it's a church decision Mm. it's an us thing it's a family decision not just those church members although that church member meeting was important but also our young people they input into this as well as debbie's already said and everybody here that's part of the church family has had an input as much as we were able to So this morning, if you are a member of Minehead Baptist Church, if you are one of the young people and children Tommy is going to serve with, if you call this church family home, if you've come in support of Tommy, or if you're a visitor and you can see what's going on, the fact that he's called here... Can I invite you as confirmation of the reality, this is a big moment because if they don't do this mate, we're going (laughs) to run. Can I invite you as confirmation of that reality that Tommy is called here to be a minister, to stand. United my friend, we
5: stand for you. Today we stand with each other recognising the Christ in our midst, affirming our faith in the God who loves us with a love that transforms us and who calls us to work for a transformed world. Today we stand with each other, recognising the Christ in each other, affirming the calling of the Spirit who has brought us together this day. There's
1: two... uh... Question's going to be on the screen. Uh, there for us as church family. Um, and we we'll just have to wait a tip while we get them on the screen, I guess, Brian. Is that okay? There we go. You can see the bits in bold are yours. Is that okay? Do you, Minehead Baptist Church family, welcome our brother Tommy as a minister in training in the service of Jesus Christ? Yes. Will you support and encourage him gladly in his ministry? Please be seated. Tommy, I'm going to ask some questions of you. I'm going to give you a back copy so that you have one. Um, we'll come to that bit in a minute. That's another thing we're going to do in a moment, so, not to worry. Tommy, we don't call you in isolation. We call you with your faith at the centre of all you are. And so we're going to ask Tommy some questions before we actually come to that moment of prayer and induction. Tommy, do you believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Saviour and Lord?
3: This is the God I trust and Jesus is my Saviour and my Lord.
1: Do you believe that God has called you through His church to this time of preparation here in this congregation and to a life of ministry in the wider
3: church? As a disciple of Jesus Christ, I believe that God has called me here. Tommy, you have responded to God's call to
1: Christian ministry and set out now to prepare for it here. Do you promise to live a life worthy of your calling? offering your gifts of body, mind, and spirit to the service of Christ through the life of this church and its community. I do, the Lord being my helper. Tommy, will you be open to change and obedient to what you learn from congregation and college? Will you seek to form relationships of care and respect with the people you meet here and pray for them and with them? For the sake of Christ's purpose is in all our lives. I will. God's Spirit empowering me. Tell me, in the ministry of preaching and teaching and pastoral care in this place, do you promise to apply what you have learnt and will learn about God's Word and God's world? I will. The
3: Risen Christ inspiring me. Today I bring myself and the gifts I have and I covenant to serve and encourage this church and community to respect and care for you, to pray for you, to journey with you, to take responsibility among you, to seek God with you, to listen to God in you, and to work with you to be Christ in this world.
1: Friends, we're going to respond to that with those words that were on the screen a moment ago. These are words for us all. As a response of covenant to Tommy's covenant to us, we say together, Today we bring ourselves and the gifts we have. We covenant and serve and encourage this church and community to respect and care for each other, to pray for each other. To take responsibility for the people we are and the people we hope to be in Christ. And to encourage you as our minister in training as we make this journey together. Amen. Friends, we come to the moment of commissioning traditionally in Baptist churches by the laying on of hands. Now Tommy, if I invited everybody to lay their hands on you that wanted to, it could be a big queue. So I am Richard, on behalf of the church, are going to lay our hands on Tommy. And I'm going to invite you to pray. But can I ask you to do something for me? If you want to pray, can I ask you just to come and pray using the mic we have? So that we can all had. <laughs> hopefully still have. So that we can all hear your prayer. Is that okay? So that we want to pray together. So, Tommy, we come to that moment of covenanting with you and praying for you and blessing you and commissioning you through the laying on of
5: hands and through prayer. Come stand, my friend. Shall we pray? Have I broken, I've broken it? I've got it. move up a bit. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this man of God. Father, we thank you... For his willingness to serve you, to give his life to following you and where you've called him. Father, we pray for him. Father, we pray that at all points in his ministry, a journey that's just beginning, that you would be with him and that your love would consume him overwhelm him and overpower him. Father we pray pour out your spirits on Tommy. Father gift him guide him. Father we pray for his ministry here. Father might it be of you. Might it be a fruitful outworking of your love Father, might you be in all that Tommy does. Amen.
1: If one or two of you want to pray, please pray. God of grace you have brought together this church and this minister in training we pray that you'll give Tommy a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit for the work that he now begins and to mine Baptist church a new awareness to the presence of Christ for what lies ahead in Christ's name and trusting in your guidance we now commission Tommy as a minister in training in this church grant to its members a shared ministry of encouragement and care And to Tommy, the humility and confidence of a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Keep us true to your promises and open to your Holy Spirit. That Jesus Christ may be exhorted, that your kingdom may be proclaimed. And that Tommy may know all is through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Tommy, I offer you the hand of fellowship, brother. And I declare you to be a minister in training in this church and in this congregation. The Lord bless you and keep you, the blessing of the Father who made us, the blessing of the Son who saved us, and the blessing of the Holy Spirit who this life, in with you and all of us, as we look forward to his coming kingdom. Amen. At Mine, though, then says, and the crowd went wild, but you went wild before. So there's another chance with Tommy, a minister who serves here at Minehead Baptist Church, another chance of just saying thank you to God. This morning, as a brand new, shiny, out-of-the-box minister, Tommy's going to do two things. Actually, the first is he's going to lead us in a song of worship. And the second, he's going to take our young people and go with our older group and just be with them. You may have gathered because of the time, things are going to be slightly different. You'll probably only be out about half an hour in your group, so I'm sorry about that. It's just time has run away with us. But the good news, if you stay here, therefore, is it's a shorter sermon. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Tommy, you wanted to to bring a song to us this morning, my friend. Yes.
3: Yeah, I just, um, first of all, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Yeah, this is a song um, that, for me, really resonates with my calling, and I feel the the heart of every Christian who wants to submit themselves to Jesus. I just think this is a, a song that really resonates, so... Please stand and join me as we worship our wonderful, our wonderful God.
1: Amen. We're going to pray for our children. Before we do, can I just ask you to take a seat? Because, Tommy, we acknowledge the very first thing a minister needs is a good, heavy, leather Bible. <laughs> and Erin's and going to come, and uh, if you can uh, wander, going to say, wander this way, Erin's going to come. And on behalf of us, and specifically on behalf of our young people, to give you the tools of the job, my friend... to say the reason you've got that and there is a story okay it's because we bought one for richard three years ago and he went it's brilliant you just need lots of muscles to carry it around so so on the recommendation of another minister in training we've got you the tool for the job bless you let's pray for our young people and tommy as they go to their part of this service father god we thank you for the amazing young people we have And we thank you that we can take the words that we've already heard literally, that you had them in mind for this moment. Lord, I pray for a blessing on Tommy as he starts his ministry among them. May it be a ministry which is blessed because you're at its heart. And may they learn of your heart from him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, bye Tommy. (laughs) That wasn't meant to say bye for good. (laughs) Friends, aren't we blessed? I know I say it every time, but aren't we blessed? Ian's going to come and lead us in some prayer.
6: The Apostle Paul, in his uh, letter to Timothy, says to the Church, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and for all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Saviour who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So this morning I invite you to join with me to pray for government in the UK. We pray for Christians in Parliament. This is an all-party group which exists to support all members and staff in their work in both of the Houses of Parliament. They do this through weekly Bible studies and prayer groups, one-to-one contact, chapel services, speaker events and discussion groups, policy discussions and briefing informed by the Bible. And they have an an annual National Parliamentary Prayer Breakfast. We pray we pray for the Evangelical Alliance who link 3,000 churches and tens of thousands of individual members. Amongst many initiatives, Evangelical Alliance appear before national governments to advocate for policies that reflect the values of love, freedom, justice and truth across the UK. So dear Lord God, we pray for our King Charles and his government, to know Jesus, to prioritise true freedom from persecution, justice for the poor and marginalised, and love of neighbour. We ask that you may work through those in authority to bring about wise and compassionate decisions in the many difficult challenges that face our nation. Although it's faded rather from the news headlines this week, we continue to remember the thousands of people killed and traumatised by the devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Dear Lord God, thank you for the huge emergency response and we pray that the bereaved and injured and those who have lost their homes and livelihoods will get effective help and support over the months and years ahead. We pray for our Baptist Missionary Society linked missionaries in Nepal, Toby and Pippa Vokul, and their children, Jakey, Ella, and Millie. Toby is designing earthquake resilient buildings in Nepal and working on a PhD project focusing on best. Earthquake, the post earthquake restruction practice. Thank you for the skills and the understanding you have given engineers such as Toby. We pray, Lord, that they will be listened to and their skills used well. The Vokhol family ask that God will use all five of them to shine his light in Nepal, make the most of every opportunity whether in their formal work or relationship building in the community. They seek that their work visas will be renewed and for patience for all the family to cope with the ongoing uncertainties. And they ask for prayer for their preparations for their visit back to the UK in June and July this year. Finally, Lord, we pray for the Christian relief organisations such as Tear Fund and their work in many poor nations around the world. Their Lent focus is on the difference that transformation programmes based on biblical principles can make. Just as our Lord Father, uh, just as the Father, opened the door for us to have a personal relationship with Him, so we pray that these programs will continue to open the door of opportunity for thousands of people living in extreme poverty. poverty. Merciful Father, thank you for hearing these prayers that we make through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Thank you, Ian. Very good. Appreciated that. Our reading today is going to be from Romans chapter 12 and verses 1 to 8. It's a passage that's familiar to many of us. And in the NIV, it's entitled Living Sacrifices. As I mentioned when I was uh, preaching last Sunday afternoon, living sacrifices on an altar are likely to crawl off, especially when it gets hot. But, you know, in the Bible, I was trying to think, how many times do we read of a living sacrifice? I asked my wife, Anne, over breakfast this morning, if she could think of anything. I can only think of two. When Abraham climbed Mount Moriah and offered his son... The other one is, the obvious one is Jesus on the cross. Most sacrifices are killed before they become sacrifices. And I think that's an important thing to remember as we read this passage. What's that say about us? God is calling us to be a living sacrifice. To give everything while we're alive. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the measure of faith. God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to us. If one man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him Give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. May God, I was going to say, in the old Pentecost church, say may God add his blessing to his word. Theologically, that is... Dribble. How can God add blessing, further blessing to us? Well, I just ask the Lord to bless you, brother, as you preach. Amen.
1: And yes, you are right. That is the same passage we had last week. Did you notice in the middle of that, there is an exhortation from Paul for us to do three things. To be living sacrifices... To be transformed by in our mind. And one more thing, not to conform to the pattern of the world. And we find them very uncomfortable, don't we? Oh, great. You find them so brilliant. The reality is, humanly speaking, we do. We do find them uncomfortable. Why? Because all three of them ask for something, don't they? They ask that we put God first and ourselves second. If we are truly to be a living sacrifice, if we are truly to be something, someone that doesn't conform to the world, if we are truly to let God renew our mind, we must be second in that equation. It must be God first. And frankly, that's exactly what Tommy must do. Can you imagine a minister that isn't sacrificial? Can you imagine a minister that refuses to conform to God's way of doing things? Can you imagine a minister that bluntly doesn't let God renew him or her? It may sound a strange thing. But that's the pattern Tommy must follow. But I ask you to reflect on a truth. It's also the pattern you must follow. See, the truth is, according to this scripture, and scripture is truth, that you've got a choice. You can conform to the pattern of this world, or you can answer the call to Paul makes to conform to God, to non conformity and holiness. But you cannot do both. And rather. Let's be honest, we would rather do both, wouldn't we? Conform to the world's pattern when it suits. And conform to the non-conformist holiness view when it suits. We'd rather do both. That's not God's way. And it never has been. Leviticus 8, 1-5 to say this. The Lord said to Moses... Speak to the Israelites and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You must not do as they do in Egypt where you used to live. And you must not do as they do in the land of Canaan where I'm bringing you. Do not follow their practices. You must obey my laws and be careful to follow my decrees. I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and laws. For the person who obeys them will live by them. I am. And the Lord. Two value systems, the world's and God's. And they're often incompatible. And their incompatibility comes around the issue of ethic. Karl Barth wrote a book called The Great Disturbance. And in it, he talks about the fact that if we all lived ethical lives, we would be disturbing the world, quite frankly. He says that Christian ethics are so revolutionary, quote, that they would violently challenge, interrupt and upset the status quo. The challenge with the Church of Jesus Christ throughout the world is not that we don't have the tools, not that we don't have Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, not that we don't come together to praise and worship enough, it's the fact we don't live out our faith. Tommy has been called to live out his faith among you and you must live out your faith in his ministry too. You don't have a choice. But I do ask you to reflect. What about you? Do you truly follow the God's will or are you happy to mix it up a bit when it suits? Possible, bluntly, to avoid most of the world's customs and still be proud and covetous and selfish and stubborn and arrogant and you can add to the list. Because according to this reading from Romans, it's the Holy Spirit that renews and re-educates and redirects and we can shut off the Holy Spirit. You do it every time you sin. And I know it's possible because I'm a sinner. Paul writes a bit earlier on in Romans. Well, I've missed that out, don't worry. Anyway, we spoke a bit earlier on in Romans about the fact that, Romans 8, 5-7, to 7, those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires, but those who live accordance with the Spirit have their mind set upon what the Spirit desires. What do you want to do? Can you see him? But Brian, oh, uh, I've got it the other way around, Brian. Have I? Sorry. Well, Brian caught up with me. Thank you. We had been in our brand new house one day when this happened. My son, who was eight at the time, was bored. Moving day had been boring. What could you do when you're seven or eight? The garden was bigger and he spent one day exploring the garden, digging holes as little boys do, making mud piles and all that sort of stuff. Day two was trickier. Day two was trickier because Lorraine was unpacking boxes. And Chris was arguing, where is all, all my toys? And we didn't have a clue. And he wanted to play, play in the back garden with his dad. And I get that. We didn't know where anything was. But we did find a, a, a tennis ball. And Chris wanted to play cricket. And I couldn't find a cricket bat. But I did find a broom. So dad and son playing cricket in the back garden with a ball and a broom was brilliant for the first 10 minutes until my son who was batting took hold of this broom took one mighty sweep let go of it and through the picture window the broom went glass everywhere but my point was not about that incident it's about what happened when we replaced the glass the glass is brand new picture window's got replaced it's beautiful it's clean it's tidy. it's wonderful it's crystal clear you know the sort of thing and i'm standing there with my son thinking lorraine hasn't moaned at me too much we've got away with that one pointing out to him the back garden and the flowers and what's going on and the wonderful stuff that lives outside the window and the fact that this is an absolute truth at the back of the garden there was this tree and this tree had the most mad squirrel i've ever known in it and the squirrel used to run around the garden and bury nuts in the autumn and couldn't find them in the spring and all that sort of stuff right I'm putting all of that out to him and I suddenly realise Chris isn't paying attention to me at all. What he's paying attention to is the fact in this crystal clear window, he can see perfectly his own reflection. What about you? Do you stand in that place, in the mirror, in front of that window and just gaze wonderfully at your own reflection or do you look beyond Dare to think what God might have to say to you. I wonder. In truth, one of the things that is true about us as individuals is that we can do one of two things. We can either go our own way or we can go the way of the Lord. What do you want to do? Remember that picture of the comedian earlier on that I got out of order in my slides? Thank you, Brian, for keeping up with me. That comedian wants to fade into its background, doesn't it? Your prayer, my friend, for our brothers and sisters in Christ in Parliament is a call to them to stand up and stand out. What about you? Are you going to stand up from the crowd? Do you want to stand out? Or are you happy looking at your own reflection? I want to do something before I finish and I told you it would be much shorter and indeed it is. I want you to spend a moment with me reflecting. It was an hour and ten minutes ago we started the service late. Not going to say why, but talking is a long way. It was an hour and ten minutes ago that we started our service. You're never going to live that down, ever. <laughs> no, you're all right, it's all good, I promise. I won't mention it again this moment. The real- it was that time ago we started this service. So do, you, do me a favour. Let's put this stuff into practice. Just take a minute or two with me. To reflect on all God has done this morning already. In the quietness. Just reflect back. In what you heard from Debbie. And from Tommy. Can you not see the hand of God reflected in the words that have been used and shared? Can you see how Tommy's meant to be here? Not because I say, but because God has ordained it, his plan, his way. Can you see how the church didn't say yes to Tommy because the idea just seemed like a good idea? Can you see how we said yes because we felt God was in it? Can you see how, as a church, we started the process? And even though your and my thoughts may be very different from when we started as to where we've arrived, we've had our ways challenged, our thoughts changed, our minds renewed. Can you see? Can you not see and stop for a moment with me to acknowledge that truth? A heavenly truth. At this moment, throughout Tommy's whole ministry, we may think we're in control, but really, God is. Can you not see that God is teaching us, that what will bring the walls of this church down now is not whether you're right and I'm wrong or I'm wrong and you're right. But how much we're prepared to see God in all that happens here, to offer ourselves soberly and honestly, to acknowledge we are all dependent one upon another. Can you not reflect and see and pray with me? May Tommy's ministry among us be defined by a truth which I know Tommy holds well and which I'll pray, I pray that he demonstrates among us that he does not conform to the patterns of this world but by the renewing of his mind chooses God's will no matter what. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it because God has ordained this day to be the way he wishes, longs for it to be. And can you not see, as you stood endorsing his induction here, is calling to this place that you too were joining him and saying I will give myself as a living sacrifice I will conform no longer to the pattern of this world and I will be transformed by the renewing of my mind Father, as we come to the end of this short time We commit ourselves to one another again in honest reflection, acknowledging that we're dependent upon one another. We will follow the Lord's direction. And Lord, Tommy included, we will move forward together and we will and have decided that the walls will come down and that we say thy will be done. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. We're going to end in some worship, Steve.
0: Thanks, Paul. We're going to remain seated as we sing a song in response. If you're worried about the offering, that's in the last hymn. Don't worry about that just yet. But I think we just need to spend some time Thinking about our own lives, because you know, it's not just Tommy that's called to ministry. Every one of us is. We believe in the priesthood of all believers. And this passage that Paul has shown us this morning and spoke to us from applies to every one of us. Each of us has a gift, a ministry. Which you want to give back to God this morning. Some of you may be thinking, I don't feel I've got much to offer. It's not true. We all have, we're all indispensable. We can all encourage. One of the things I try to do every Sunday is to say at least two or three encouraging things to people. I'm thinking even as Paul was preaching, who can I encourage this morning? Who can go and say something to? We all need encouragement. We can all do it. We can all contribute to the needs of others in different ways. It may not necessarily be financially, could be just in time or just just something else. We can all prophesy in that in the sense of speaking God's word powerfully at a particular moment in time that speaks to somebody in a special way. Yes, we need to be readers of God's word. and glad Tommy's got a well-used Bible. I trust we all have a well-used Bible and that we're able to bring those scriptures alive to somebody's heart, just at a critical moment in their life. We can all do that. And so I want to invite you to offer yourself now as a living sacrifice, as we sing Holy Spirit, Living breath of God breathe new life into my willing soul. As we look at the words of verse 2, it's so profound and fits very well what Paul has just been saying to us. So let's remain seated as we sing this song. It's very simple. Um, I'll just play the tune through for you.
1: Before we finish with our last hymn, and during our last hymn we will be taking up the offering for the work of God here in this church. If you've come unprepared or you're a visitor, please let this pass you by. Uh, I may be in trouble with the treasurer, but I know I'm not when I say your presence has blessed us much, much more than any amount of money you could bring. If God has asked you to give, then please give as the Lord requires you may not have heard this said to Tommy uh, because you were whooping yeah, in, woo, woo, woo. brilliant thank you earlier on this is the blessing that I prayed over Tommy and therefore I prayed over you the Lord bless you and keep you the blessing of the Father who made us the blessing of the Son who saves us and the blessing of the Holy Spirit who gives us life be with you and with all of us, as together we look for your coming kingdom. It is my prayer to you, friends, and to which I am prepared to say a very loud Amen. People said oh, Amen. Uh, my suggestion is if you see Tommy around, give him a hug, shake his hand, whatever is your thing. If he doesn't normally hug, well guess what? He's gonna to have to get very used to it very swiftly. Just go and have an amazing time of fellowship together. Tea and coffee will be served, and then we'll have a lunch, I guess, as soon as we're able after that. Have a wonderful day, everyone.
0: To leave a comment, please go to mindhead dash slash sermons. Well, thank you once again for listening and I'll speak to you soon.